We are less than a week away from the early signing period beginning now. We're going to talk about that here on Special Bonus Live episode of Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sorry, you old bass. No uh, no sunglasses. You didn't, you didn't get a new commit. You just got one to, I guess, not leave. We'll, we'll start with that. Just if, if you got anything to say, uh, pop it in the chat. But thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily. And free reviews in the podcast. And evidently, sometimes we're going to be doing just random live streams. Uh, I asked the subtext group last night how they would feel about a, how they would feel about a live stream. They said yes. The subtext group had spoken, so they did that. If you want to say in that, join subtext.com/slash locked on gators. The links in the description below. Two weeks free, five bucks a month. After that, we got recruiting news, coaching rumors, everything in there. Uh, they're going to get information earlier. But happy Thursday. Brandon Olson, Locked On Gators. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports Giants Country NFL 33. We're going to spend the next 15, 20-ish minutes hanging out talking about this, and we'll start with LJ McCray. Uh, LJ McCray has been committed to Florida. We know that in the past few weeks, it, it's kind of been a little bit of rumors. Uh, what's up, Shake? Um there's been a little bit of rumors about LJ McCray looking elsewhere. We know that he went on a very brief visit to Florida State last week, and then he went on a visit to Auburn. And then uh, yesterday, so Wednesday night, or well, let's go, let's go back to Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, Florida commits started tweeting out one week until I'm a gator, one week until I'm a gator, one week until I'm a gator. Um and there were a few notable players that did not tweet that out. LJ McCray was one of them. So then it was, well, is LJ McCray not going to be a Gator? Is that what we're looking at here? And I'm also I'm checking Xavier Philsimi's twitter right now okay yeah, i don't know why it wasn't showing up but the, i thought he deleted the picture with uh will harris um but xavier posted me posted a picture last night with will harris lj mccray yesterday posted a picture with mike norvell at night getting a visit from the florida state and, and a bunch of the florida state assistants um but getting visits from the florida state staff there and then today about what less than an hour ago lj mccray tweeted out the picture where it's like a week until I become a Gator. So LJ McCray, I take that as you're locking it in. Um, of course, anything could happen. But at this point, I feel pretty confident about LJ McCray being a Florida Gator. And obviously, that's that's huge for this recruiting class. Because, I mean, looking at the recruiting class where it stands right now, I'm going to look at 24-7. Um, number five overall. But LJ McCray, your highest ranked commit at number six. Lagway, 17. Xavier Filsimi is thir- is 33, and look, Xavier Filsimi at 33, 
Amaris Williams at 47. Both of those guys, your third and fourth highest ranked commits, I'm expecting both of them to leave the class. That, that's still how I'm feeling about things. I know that maybe Florida's kind of shored things up a little bit with Xavier Phillips and me, especially with the visit with Will Harris. But, and I mean, Phillips and me tweeted the picture of him doing the chomp with Will Harris. But man, uh, I'm still very much expecting Xavier Filsame and Amaris Williams to to be out of this Florida Gators uh, 2024 recruiting class, and I'll take that what it is. Amaris Williams, I think uh, I think both 24/7 and on three put in their little predictions that they think Amaris will go to Auburn. That's the expectation. It was Ohio State for a month that we thought he would go to, and then Auburn came in at the last minute. But the rest of the class. Uh, Miles Graham, Fletcher Westfall, Aaron Childs, Amir Jackson, Adarius Hayes, Jure Hawkins, Tawaski Abrams, uh, Isaiah Williams, Josiah Davis, Mike Williams, uh, Kanan Daniels, Brian Taylor, Teddy Foster, Makai Boyreau, Marcus Maskell, Noel Portnagan, expecting all of them to be part of this class. I am so sorry if I butchered Noel Portnagan's name, by the way. It's just how I think it's pronounced based on how it's spelled. But you look at that and it's like, all right, Still a, still a relatively solid, I mean, it's still a very solid class. Just you lose three of your, or two of your top four players. And that's a bit frustrating. I mean, you could also look at what other targets they have. I'll, I'll get to the chat in a few. I just want to talk about this class first. Um, but if you have any questions or anything, go ahead, put them in the chat. And yeah, I'll, I'll get to whatever we can uh, get to. But looking at just other targets for Florida... And we'll talk about this. We're going to have Brian Smith on the show tomorrow. So we'll talk about this with Brian as well. But Zay Mincy is someone who has been visited quite a few times by the coaching staff during this contact period. Today, he is going to be visited by Billy Napier, Austin Armstrong, Will Harris, and Chad Lucas. Chad Lucas has been filling in for Corey Raymond on the road because when you fire Corey Raymond or when you lose Corey Raymond and Sean Spencer you get to basically temporarily promote someone to a recruiting role. So that was Chad Lucas for the DBs. And that was Callie James for the defensive line. Uh, so that's why Chad Lucas is going to be on that visit for Zay Mincy as well. Really, Chris, he said that finally we get to talk about it. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. that. That's my expectation as well. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a couple minutes. But yes, um, I think that when you look at the targets, you're still looking at Jaden Bott running back as, as a target. Zay Mincy on the defense in the defensive backfield that you need to beef that up. Jameer Grimsley, I believe Florida's expected to visit him tomorrow. Um, so so there's that as well. Favor Edwin, offensive tackle. If you're part of the subtext group, I said weeks ago that I, th I think he's going to Auburn. It appears now he's either going to Auburn or Alabama. He put out a top three, Florida's in it, and it's like Florida's not actually in this. I just want to make that one very clear. Uh, Florida does not expect favor Edwin, and honestly, like I said, I completely scratched him off the list weeks ago, basically. Uh, looking at just what other players Florida's targeting, you still have Gregory Smith, the safety that I know a lot of people are looking at who's competing for Gregory Smith and they're just like, Oh, um, why is it Vanderbilt? And uh, I know Toledo is in there. As long as he goes to Toledo or Florida, I'll be happy with it. 
he's a project. I, I, the, it's as simple as that. He's a great athlete, great size. He's a project player that they're trying to bring in. I do expect Florida to be looking at a defensive back on the West Coast if and when Xavier Filsamy flips to Texas. I, again, I, I've said I won't say the name. I won't say the name until I get confirmed contact by the coaching staff because I don't, I don't know if they want it to be able or if, if the recruit tells me I can say it, then sure, we'll talk about it. Um, but looking at the at the portal, because I know that I, I see people talking about it, looking at offensive line and and uh, the the wide receiver from Wisconsin. I, I don't know how, it's, how his last name is pronounced. If it's Dyke or DK, uh, it's D I K E. But looking at them, looking at Florida offering a few max safeties. Uh, Trey Jones from Central Michigan is one of them. Devin Grant from Buffalo is another one of them. Uh, so, so Florida is trying to set up a visit with Trey Jones. I reached out to Devin Grant, didn't get a response. Personally and selfishly, I'm hoping that Devin Grant winds up to be a Florida Gator because he is from Flushing, Queens. I'm from Queens as well, so I, I would like to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of Queens flavor on the roster there. Uh, we we will talk about the chat and we'll we'll talk more about the coaching staff uh, once we come back from. This little break, we're going to talk about the coaching questions because I see a ton of them. Uh, I, I see a ton of them just just flowing into the chat right now. So we'll get to that in just a second. Before we do, this bonus episode of Lockdown Gators brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, it's about 30-something degrees here right now. The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And I'd also like to remind you guys about prize picks. Prize picks have been the best way for me to make money playing daily fantasy sports this year. If you've got skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with a few easy taps and research and it's simple and easy to play with quick withdrawals too and it's what makes price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app i've been telling you guys this i can't stand when i try to withdraw money from something and it's like oh hey gotta wait two days screw you i don't want to simple as that i don't have to with price picks go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. remember that price picks is daily fantasy sports made easy uh, so, so we're going to address the coaching questions first, because I see you guys just, I see blowing that up. Uh, Chris Sorley, thank you very much for mentioning that Chris Doring said yesterday he expects Willie Korn to be on the staff in January. If you're part of the subtext group, I've been hinting that I'm expecting an OC hire, that the reason it hasn't been announced yet, I believe, is because that OC has a postseason game. That Willie Corn is who I'm expecting it to be. And I'd I'd be ecstatic about it. Like I'd be freaking thrilled over the moon. I'd be pumped for it if Willie Corn is the OC of Florida. Um so like Chris Doring said that again, like Chris Sorley said, Chris Doring said yesterday he expects Willie Corn to be on the staff. That that'd be fantastic. Again, I'm a big fan of Willie Corn. I've been saying he's my number one guy that I want if you're looking for an OC. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. I, I'd be a big fan of it. Um, what team is Corn with? Willie Corn is with Liberty. He was with Coastal Carolina 
before Liberty. So when we talked about Grayson McCall, Willie Korn was the OC there um, with that really fun offense that we kept talking about. And I'm excited to talk Willie Korn. Don't like, just, just know if, if it does actually happen, I, this is locked on Willie Korn. That, that's what we're going to do at that point. If it does actually happen. Um, so that is my expectation. As for the defensive line, again, if you if you're part of the subtext group, none of this information is really new. Um, but defensive line coach, the last I heard is what most people I think have heard of Jess Simpson is the favorite, but Duke is trying to keep him. Manny Diaz is trying to keep him as well. Um, so I, I think that that's what we're looking at here with the the coaching vacancies. Again, nothing is final. I'm not going to say something is happening, but Willie Korn's my number one OC. He has been through this whole cycle, and I'm glad that Chris Doring said something publicly because I know that I, I'm not going to be the one to say it first, um, or at least say the expectation first. And yeah, as for Simpson, that name's been out for a while. But also just, just looking at... First, I, I don't think Florida is going to win 10 games next year. I think they could be more fun, but I don't think 10 games is really in the cards for them. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the chat here and seeing what else there is. And yes, transfer portal, Slackman. Joey Slackman is someone that I, I, I really want. He hit the portal and I said, I said I wanted him for Florida. Um, then 24 hours came and they finally sent him an offer. We had his first visit in Gainesville. Uh, last week, he went to, or he's going to visit, I believe it's North Carolina, Michigan, Virginia, and Auburn. Um, and then this weekend, he's supposed to be in Comac, New York. So again, if you guys pay, I'll go. Like, it, it's not that far. It's just gas is a pain. But I'll head to Comac and I'll go recruit Joey Slackman, my damn self. Um, but that he's going to make his decision hopefully in the middle of next week has been his timeline. That's the timeline I'm expecting. That's the reason that I'm not pissed about him not committing while he was on campus because he's sticking to his timeline. That is what it is. San Diego state offensive tackle, Brandon Crenshaw Dixon is going to be in Gainesville uh, this weekend. I believe he's played both right tackle and left tackle started at both right tackle and left tackle allowed nine pressures the entire year. Just for comparison's sake, Damian George allowed 29 pressures. Austin Barber allowed 26 pressures. Cam Waits gave up seven pressures in his limited snaps. Brandon Crenshaw Dixon started the year and gave up nine pressures that entire time. So there's that. Um, Miguel Mitchell hitting the portal wasn't a surprise at all. Like I mentioned, uh, I, I've been expecting Miguel Mitchell. Xavier Phil me. I'm still expecting the flip. I don't think that I don't think that it's really something that's going to change too much. I would be thrilled if it didn't happen. If Xavier Phil me stayed in the class, I'd be thrilled. But I'm not expecting that. And like I said, I'm expecting a DB from the West Coast to be kind of brought in or targeted at least to be that replacement. But Michael Fiorelli, let's go, Mets. The orange and blue teams just kill me. Every Mets, Gators, Knicks. Like, can I just get one good? Like, I'm, I thank God I don't like hockey that much because if I was an Islanders fan, I'd just be miserable the entire time. Um, 
should we be concerned week one of the portal with zero gets for Florida? I'm personally not concerned. I'm not happy about it. I want to make that one clear. I'm not happy about not getting a commit. I'm not too concerned right now. If we get through this coming weekend and there's no commits, I'm going to be, I, I don't like using the word concerned. If you get through this weekend and there's no transfer portal commits for Florida, I'm going to be pissed. Like that's the word I want to use. I'm going to be pissed there. Um, so that it's, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as if Billy Napier, this coaching staff don't get a, a transfer portal commit this weekend, I'm going to be pissed. If they don't get a commit this weekend and they don't get Joey Slackman next week when he, or next week when we're expecting him to make his decision, I'm going to be even more pissed. Um, Cause passiveness has been the real killer that, that to me that's what it's been that's been just dreadful um expecting florida to make a, a push for jacory brooks the receiver that is hitting the transfer portal or that hit the transfer portal from auburn uh so, so that's the name that i would expect florida to try to bring in for a visit i think it was a nick de la torre also said it um I think, I think he reported that they were trying to set up a visit the moment he hit the portal, sent a message to the subtext group, which joined subtext.com slash lockdown gators, where I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm fully expecting Florida to be in on Ja'Cory Brooks. Uh, not expecting anything from like Chase Besantis. Again, like I've said, I think he wants to be close to home. And while Florida is closer than Texas, I'm expecting Chase Besantis to be a big 10 kid maybe high acc school like maybe syracuse or something like that um but yeah we'll, we'll see with with i like florida offering a few of the wisconsin kids because i feel like graham is actively telling the staff like he's not just recruiting the kid but he's telling the staff hey i like these kids let's go get them and so i think that's the plan there but thanks for making lockdown gators your first listen of the day every day uh, thank you for also just tuning in, like getting a hundred plus viewers in the middle of the day on a Thursday for a relatively impromptu stream is pretty awesome. Not going to lie about that. I very much appreciate just having the opportunity and, and you welcoming me uh, into your life because that's really what you're doing here. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen. We'll be back tomorrow. Brian Smith talking about recruiting for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. And as always, I will see you all tomorrow.